This is episode 60 of the Higher Christian Life broadcast, and my name is Steve McCraney. When you desire to surrender your life to the Lord, you will find two things that stand in your way, you and your sin. And just as it was when you first came to Christ, you will need to confess your sin and repent of it to maintain a surrendered life in Him. But it's harder than it may seem. For example, repentance means more than just being sorry for what you have or haven't done, but deliberately changing directions and turning away from your sin. Repentance means that you must renounce sin, reject sin, abandon sin, and hate sin as much as God does. These are just the first signs of true repentance. So today, we're going to look at the second of these seven steps that will allow you to surrender your life to the Lord or to live a surrendered life. And this step deals with confession of sin and a true repentance from it and all that's involved with that. But as usual, there's far more here than meets the eye. So join us as we strive to surrender our lives to Him and in doing so, embrace the higher Christian life. Let's get started, shall we? Surrendering your life is a profound journey that transforms your relationship with Him into something many only dream about but never really expect to happen. In fact, full surrender to Him is what He requires. I mean, that's why He is called Lord and Master, but is often conveniently glossed over in our churches today. I mean, we feel more comfortable with terms like servant or disciple or follower rather than anything that resembles submission or smacks of surrender to anyone, including the Lord. We want Jesus as a friend with a get-out-of-hell-free card who politely laughs and turns his head at our sin. But the last thing we want is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords who will stand in judgment of our lives. Well, guess what? That's not our choice. We get Jesus as who he is and not who we want to make him into. Understanding this, let's be honest about the steps to surrendering to Him, assuming that's something you want to do. The journey into Christ-likeness cannot progress unless you continually deal with anything and everything in your life that separates you from Him. And you know what that is. It's no secret. Never has been. It's always been the same thing since Adam and Eve fell prey to it in the garden and made the same mistake we make on a daily basis. And it's what works against your complete submission to Him and the joy of the abundant life He promises. Literally, the Achilles heel in our spiritual life is pride and the sin it inevitably brings. So what do we do? We confess and repent. Confession and repentance of sin are essential for maintaining fellowship with God and walking in obedience to His will. Remember? They were the essential ingredient in your salvation. And as such, they are vital for maintaining a close relationship with the Lord. As 1 John 1.9 promises, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God always stands ready to forgive, but our sin must be acknowledged and confessed, and repentance means more than simply feeling sorry you got busted for doing something you knew was wrong. Which begs the question, what does confession and repentance look like today? 
Well, first, it requires taking as much time as needed to ask the Holy Spirit to search your heart and reveal any areas of disobedience, unconfessed sins, wrong attitudes, or anything that might hinder your relationship with God. Don't rush through this thinking there's something in your day more important. There isn't. Be willing to listen openly and honestly, as his conviction is a sign of his love and desire for you to become like his son. So don't rush through this process and allow ample time for the Spirit to speak to you. Next, prayerfully examine your thoughts, attitudes, behaviors, your lifestyle choices, relationships, and pretty much everything else in your life. Consider whether you harbor bitterness towards someone. You look at pornography when no one is watching. You engage in dishonest business practices or lie, gossip, steal, or you elevate yourself by tearing others down or neglect time in God's word. Call sin exactly what it is without rationalizing or downplaying it. God doesn't care that others are doing what you are doing. Two wrongs don't make a right. As 1 John 1, 8 warns, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So don't let that happen to you. Make a habit of self-examination to keep your heart right before God, and then immediately respond when His conviction comes. And when the Holy Spirit does reveal sin, make a thorough and specific confession directly to Him. Pour out your heart like the tax collector who cried out, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Remember, Jesus said He went home justified because of His humble confession and repentance. Be brutally honest about your struggles with bitterness, immorality, greed, pride, the neglect of God's word, apathy, laziness, or anything that is displeasing to him and separates you from his intimacy. Hold nothing back, but confess every detail openly and go through this process as soon as you sense your relationship with God waning. Repentance means not merely being sorry for what you have which is a sin of commission, or haven't, which is a sin of omission, done, but deliberately changing directions and turning away from your sin. You must renounce sin, reject sin, abandon sin, and hate sin as much as God does. These are the first signs of true repentance. Your repentance will then demonstrate itself through specific life changes, such as eliminating influences or relationships that tempt you towards wrong behavior, no matter how painful that process may be. The Spirit may urge you to make restitution when your sinful actions have harmed others. You will find yourself compelled to wholeheartedly turn away from old sinful patterns and habits and walk in obedience to God's way. In essence, you will fulfill the admonition of John the Baptist to those who came to him for baptism. Remember what he said? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. This is what true repentance looks like. And once you've confessed and repented, then what? Simple. Going forward, keep short accounts with God. I mean real short. Don't allow unconfessed sins to accumulate for even a moment. When the Holy Spirit convicts you of sin and a rift in your relationship with the Lord or your surrender to Him, deal with them immediately, no matter how small or insignificant you may feel they are. Sin is sin, so don't try to downplay or rationalize it. God treasures honesty and values even small acts of repentance that keep your heart soft and surrendered. Remember, 
The best way to keep short accounts with God is through daily prayer, the study of His Word, and fellowship with other believers who can keep you accountable. And even though you may have heard about prayer and Bible study and going to church your entire life, don't let your familiarity with these disciplines breed contempt for them in your heart. They are still true and have proven to be the best way to grow closer to Him and experience His goodness, whether you're tired of hearing about them or not. The Christian life is a lifelong journey of confronting sins, confessing it openly, repenting completely, and experiencing God's cleansing forgiveness. And walking in the light requires being brutally honest about the darkness still within us, coupled with a willingness to expose it to God's convicting light. As the Puritan John Owens observed, be killing sin or it will be killing you. Absolutely true. So maintaining a clean heart and right spirit is crucial for surrendering fully to Christ and experience the blessings of an intimate walk with Him. And it's only by complete surrender that we can hope to experience the abundant life He promised. So where do we go from here? In conclusion, confession and repentance are not a one-time event, but rather a lifestyle of honesty, transparency, and dependency on God's grace. And it takes courage and humility to acknowledge our sins and shortcomings on a continual basis. But as we are quick to confess and turn from sin, we clear the way for a deeper intimacy with Him and greater spiritual power to fulfill His purpose for our lives, which is the whole point, wouldn't you say? A surrendered life requires laying down pride, sin, and self at the foot of the cross. And to remain surrendered requires the same only more often. But the joy of walking in unhindered fellowship with Christ is worth the cost. No doubt about it. So what are you waiting for? Let's get started today.